In this episode, Moore and I will talk about risk management, how your project planning activities need to take that into consideration. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will talk about risk management and how your project planning activities need to take that into consideration. Maura, lead us off today. Thanks, Lee, and thanks everyone for joining us. So in our last episode, if you, were, if you heard it, we were talking about project planning and project scheduling. And as we were talking, I was thinking about how whenever I build a project schedule, the first pass through is always the perfect pass. If everything goes exactly as planned, everybody's on time with every aspect of the project. So all the drafts are done on time, all the reviews are done on time, all the changes are easy and they get done on time. This is how fast we could get everything finished. I never show that schedule to anybody because I know that's not gonna happen. So then my second pass, I start thinking about, okay, what else does everybody have on their plate? How much more time should we give for reviews or for changes or for communication? And then that pass is usually a pretty solid pass at, okay, this is what I think it's gonna take to get the project done. But I still don't show that to anybody because before I take that step, I wanna think through big risks, risks to project completion. And depending on the size of your project, these could take a lot of different forms. So the first one is, what happens if we don't get this project done? So I was working with a nonprofit a couple of years ago and they were leading up to a deadline where they had to be approved to, to launch into their chosen area. And we had to put together a project plan for all of the things that had to happen in order for them to get approved. And then what was the risk if they didn't make that final deadline? They couldn't open, they couldn't take their next steps. We didn't know if they'd get another chance. That's an enormous risk. So having identified that, we were able to build in the, some safety net into the project plan so that you had extra resources, you backed up for, um, you backed up delivery dates so that you had time for more reviews or time if the, the regulator sent it back and you could try again. It's the same thing for an information governance project. So uh, I think we've talked a few times on this podcast in different episodes about an email management solution implementation. And as we were looking at that email management solution implementation, thinking about risks, there were a couple of big ones. The biggest one was, would the users do what we asked them to do? Would the users actually go through and look at their old emails and file them appropriately? Would they pick out the records and put them into the new retention folders that we asked them to do? Or put them in some other record keeping system that would be appropriate? And we broke this risk down in a lot of different ways. We thought about across the board, which groups in the company, did we know we're heavily dependent on email as a record keeping tool? So everybody in the company was using email, not just for communication, but to facilitate business process. But a lot of groups were using email, but then they were routinely printing things out, 
printing to PDF or taking the data out of an email and putting it into a system where the rest of the process would happen. And that became the record keeping, you know, the system of record. But there were a handful of groups where we knew from the interviews that we'd done in the assessment, we knew that they were keeping all of the records actually in the email system. And so we focused on those groups. What are you going to do? How can we help you get these emails out of this system and put them in the right place? The company built us just a small tool, like a macro tool, to give them a listing and to automate the movement of you know, hundreds of emails at a time into a file share or into a retention folder so that we didn't, they, we didn't have to count on people doing it one at a time and finding the time for that. We had a myriad of check-in points at the whole company level, multiple trainings, multiple Q&A sessions, multiple company-wide emails. And then for these groups that we were really worried about what did they have in their emails, we followed up individually. And we did that more than once over the course of the five months that we asked them to do their email review and get things out. As a result, at the end, when we implemented the cutoff, the roll-off, we had a very high confidence level that actually we'd captured all the records. But we still had a risk to deal with. And the second risk was we got everybody to focus on the backlog how were we going to make sure that they didn't build another backlog somewhere else and we'd have the same problem again? So that is a longer term risk and one that we're dealing with now because that's about process change. And so again, our approach is looking at the specific groups that we knew were at risk, we knew were depending on email this way and working with them individually to change their processes. So as you think about a project, you got to think about where's your biggest risk and what are the consequences? So in the case of that nonprofit, the consequence was they'd be out of business. They couldn't, they couldn't move forward. They couldn't carry out the, um, the social actions that they had signed up for. That was a huge risk, the impact. In the case of the email tool, the email implementation, for those few groups that were holding all the records in the email system, the risk was the company would lose access to those records. They wouldn't be able to demonstrate that they had done those actions. And some of them were internal, but some of them were regulatory in nature. And we needed to make sure that they weren't lost. So for each project, I start before I've shown anybody the schedule, I start with here's what we're trying to accomplish and here's the biggest risks. And then bring that same stakeholder group that you've been working on, working with all along, bring them together and say, have we got all the big risks? Do we agree about the impact? What are we going to do? Maura, I wanted to jump in. I have a question. Selecting all of these risks or thinking through all of these risks ahead of time planning for those in the project plan, doesn't that really slow you down, slow the whole process down? It feels that way at first, Lee, and I have definitely had clients say that to us where they're like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, fine, we don't need to do that. But just like with any planning activity, it pays off by, if you're anticipating the trouble and you're able to plan for it, then when something happens, you are 
ready and you don't end up running into a problem that you weren't prepared for. And then all of a sudden your go live date is slipping or you've lost records that you were trying to hold on to, or you've missed some major deadline. So it feels a little slow in the beginning, but it does help you overall with your project management and with your chances of project success. I firmly believe it. And I have two more examples I want to throw out there. One, each project can have different issues, different challenges, different risks, right? But as you keep going and doing project activities and project planning activities, it kind of becomes second nature to think about these in the background and how to mitigate some of those risks. That's a really good point. It does get easier over time and it becomes, it all, it's always a question in my mind, no matter what I'm working on. So uh, actually where I wanted to go next is that process of identifying risks, bringing stakeholders together, coming up with mitigation plans, that's a fairly common process. It's fairly low key. I have worked in organizations where the risk management process is very structured. It's very huge. And it actually involves a lot of math. What's the cost of this potential risk? And we had a couple of different clients we worked with. One, they had a whole company-wide annual risk management process. And for every new project in the information management space, we had to align it with the overall goals of the company and the overall risks that had been identified to the company to say, was this project going to help mitigate one of these bigger risks? And also what risks were coming in that this project might actually introduce into the process because of, uh, and how we would get through that in order to reduce the bigger risk that we were working against. Talk about slow, that was a slow process, but you could see where top to bottom, the company gained a lot of interesting knowledge. The other example was in a different direction. We were working with a a company that we were putting in a big asset data management solution and focused just on risk to the project completion. We'd already gone through in the business case section, we had gone through a lot of what would the cost be to the organization if this project was not completed or not completed on time. But the risk of completion, being able to get that done, the CIO in that organization brought a twist to it that I haven't seen anywhere else, which is he wanted us to calculate the cost of every potential risk. So if the the biggest risk in that project actually was acceptance by one of the stakeholder groups because they had been resistant through the whole process. And if we got to the end of the implementation and they had not really accepted that this was going to change their way of doing business, then the project was going to have a pretty big failure possibility. So the cost of addressing that, we had to calculate it out in person days. How many extra days was it going to take for internal resources, for external resources, and actually calculate the cost? You know, this could cause a six-week delay. That would be X number of dollars. This could cause a two-month delay. That would be X number of dollars. And when you added all that up, the potential cost of the risk was almost as big as the cost of the project. What I'll tell you about that is that really focused everybody's attention on what can we do here to mitigate these risks. And ultimately it ended up, we pushed the implementation out almost a full year 
and spent that year on change management and process and reorganization, bringing together all the key stakeholder groups so that they were all marching in the same direction. And by the time we were ready to implement, they were all on board and ready to go. So that might be an extreme version of risk management, or it might be the, um, the most complete version that I've seen in terms of how people identify risk and use risk management as a key project management tool. But that project was a successful project. And it was multi-million dollar project that took about four, four years altogether from identifying the problem all the way through to implementing the solution. But the result was huge. The, the payoff at the end really transformed the way that that um, it's an infrastructure organization and the way that they manage their physical assets and the data associated with them, the way that they were able to bring new assets online as part of their big capital campaign project that was underway, multi-year capital campaign as well. So they spent the time, they spent the money, and they got the value out of it. So even at a smaller scale, taking that time at the beginning, which as you pointed out, Lee, can feel slow, but taking that time, identifying your key risks and getting people on board with, this is a risk, but we're going ahead. This is a risk and this is how we're gonna manage it. This is a risk and wait, do we need to reconsider here? That's a valid conversation and it's an important one. Well, good job with that project. That was an excellent job there, Maura. And good job uh, explaining this to all of our listeners. I appreciate that. I'm sure they appreciate it tremendously too. Everyone, if you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please share it with people in your social media network. That will help us get the podcast out to a wider audience and allow us to help more people. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. A special thanks goes out to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, Lee.